If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. It's that wonderful time of the week where we all gather close to the radio. We have our hot cocoa and marshmallows. And we listen to the soulful sounds of the Game Dev Unchained podcast, the best number one podcast. And that is officially the number one podcast because we kill all the competitors. Podcast about game development, game developers, and the lifestyle thereof. And this is a team. Couldn't do it by myself. And Brandon Pham had to bring a special guest to help him this week. And I messed up the intro, but that's okay. <laughs> it's all right, man. So before I tag in Ray, our official or unofficial third podcaster. Still not getting paid. This is the last roundtable news, not of the year, but of our third uh, year of podcasting. We're talking about Jeez. episode 155. If you do your math, three years of podcasting is 156. So fittingly so, we're there, guys. What's yeah. up, Ray? He hey, likes man. us enough to stick around. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me on again, guys. Yeah. No, you, so, you're doing us the favor, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad you. I'm glad you thank us. <laughs> we need the reasonable opinion of this panel. So, roundtable news again is a segment where we review the last month and a half round of news and how it affects game developers. Again, these are opinions of ourselves and not of our companies. Please do not try to get us fired. <laughs> Yeah. At least two of us. Ray would be, he's unsuccessful. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the first uh, big topic, guys. Um, so the first topic that we want to discuss is, of course, our condolences uh, yeah. to the Florida uh, shooting. Uh, of course, it's happened uh, at the Madden tournament. And uh, it was a very sad day. I, I believe they, there were 10 injured, 2 dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry, do you know the, the details of this event? And maybe you can go over. So uh, I will not refer to the, um, I'll just go ahead and say the killer by his name. Um, I will just say the person who committed this heinous act was, you know, a big player in the Madden community. I believe he had either won or came very close to winning the tournament. I think he won the tournament the previous year before. I'm not 100% sure because all of this is kind of new to me as I was reading through the article. But uh, this year he did not win. He was on the way up doing pretty strong, but he ended up losing. And in a fit of rage, it seems like, or even it could have been premeditated because obviously he had the weapon with him at the time. But either way, uh, he went out, brought in a, a firearm and let off somewhere around 20 shots in this video game tournament. I mean, in all directions, aiming at competitors, aiming just in general, just shooting shots. And unfortunately, one of the people who was deceased kind of had a, a Twitch live stream going and the last moments of his life were captured uh, on his, on the, on the stream. 
where you can hear the gunshots, you can hear the reaction where everyone's confused and then people just start running. Uh, and then, you know, that's, those were the last moments that this individual was on earth. So before I go into details and we start discussion, I do want to say our deepest condolences to the family and friends of uh, Elijah Clayton and Taylor Robertson. Uh, you know, this is a deep tragedy. It's a scar and it's a wound that keeps opening, especially in America. So uh, I'll leave it at that so that we can now kind of start talking about the issue and how quickly I expected the politicians to now wave their finger and say those dang video games, you know, is the culprit once again. Uh, I counted the minutes, actually. So I don't know. I'll throw, the ping, I'll throw it back to you guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt at least this time it uh, it didn't last this long. Like the whole g- blaming the games did not last as long as it used to right first of all it was a football game Mm -hmm. that helped a lot i bet and i i think overall uh uh, everybody's more educated on Mm -hmm. the effects of games it's become like a a phenomenon in terms of esports and Mm -hmm. acceptance of uh, video game athletes and, and all this stuff so i think more and more people are aware and of course the app store everybody's pretty much a gamer the term gamer is so broad now yeah. so it's hard to target exactly it's not even a term anymore if you it's really think about it exactly yeah. so i mean this touches again in all aspects of the game industry uh playing games making games you know a mental health issue that's even outside of our industry it's just a crazy crazy that it happened uh there's no excuse for it i mean the the rage to do, do, do something like that was insane. Like I, I, I guess he was losing, and then he just started. How, how did he even? Why? What? He, he brought it along with him. Yeah. So it's. I mean, that's, I that's, mean, uh, having a gun with you in your car is not uncommon in America. Sadly, <laughs> right? Like this is Florida as well, I believe. So. Yeah. so what's this thing with Florida, man? I never went to that place, but it seems like every time there's like a huge story it's like someone eating someone's face or well, that was florida man <laughs> so, florida florida man is responsible for a lot of terrible things in florida so watch out for florida man <laughs> if you see him just go the other way man it's, uh, it's pretty insane i mean we don't have to dwell on this topic too much we just yeah. want to show our condolences i do, I do want to say two things uh because there are some discussion points one i did see that you know ea canceled the rest of the tournaments and now the tournament uh, I guess you could say the officials are, or just tournament game tournaments in general, you know, their crews are saying like, Hey, we're going to make a pledge to having better security, you know, uh, at these events. I think it came down to like, there's no bag check. They, they had maybe a couple of mall cops, yeah. you know, kind of roaming the premises, but not necessarily like a, a very imp- an impenetrable safe place where mm-hmm. you cannot bring unwanted contraband into the place where all these people are gathering And prior to this event, I can understand in a way why somebody would overlook it. I'm not going to say that they should have or excuse that it was done. But what I can say is I can see why it may have been overlooked. Uh, I personally have been to a few, you know, video game tournaments or just places where a lot of people are playing games together. There's arguing, there's winners, there's losers, but I haven't seen any shootouts. I haven't seen any fistfights yet. You know, I have heard a lot of F you, this and that, this and that. But that's about as worst as I've ever seen it get. Um, so I can I can see how it might have been overlooked. 
But what I can't excuse is the fact that it was because you still have an obligation. If you're charging people to come to this event, you know, you have to keep and maintain security and safety for the people who come to your venue. So I'm happy to see that they are going to do better now, or at least they're claiming they will. Yeah. So that's the first point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I figure to see it more at other events, like not just the video game tournaments, like at the conferences and stuff, probably a little bit more security. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The uh, E3 a few years ago was like that. No one was checking bags, and that's like a plus, I don't know, 50,000 people yeah. event, which was no. crazy, but nothing happened. Have you seen the size of some of those like Japanese RPG bags? Yeah. Like, you know what kind of stuff you could sneak in in the bag right. that big? And uh, no one would bat an eye. Help either. <laughs> but uh, This isn't a real AK. This is Nerf. Yeah. I mean, the, it's becoming more of a thing, and then I'm glad that. Well, yeah. of course, I'm not glad it happened, but at least mm-hmm. from it, uh, there are more measures being taken yeah. because yeah, at least one of those things. Yeah, yeah and I, I am happy to say I'll co-sign that I'm happy that we're not doing nothing. You know what I mean? Which is what we normally like when it came down to, like you said earlier, Ray, the blame game where they it didn't last as long. You know, there's so many bad things that every single morning someone will open up their news feed and say, God dang, that happened today. And then they live their life. Then the next day, God dang, that happened today. You know what I mean? It's like our attention span is just so askew now, I believe, because we're just bombarded with terrible news every single day as American citizens. And I'm not yeah. trying to get political. I'm just being honest. Yeah, but also I, I think this one, too, is kind of like because it's only like I say only because it's only two people that die, right? Like the, the new cycle doesn't last as long, right? Cause, cause they're like, Oh, well, it's not as bad as like, you know, the Parkland shootings or whatever. Right. Yeah, and, and so yeah, or Vegas or whatever. Right. So, the, so they're, so it's easier to like, kind of like, Oh, well this happened and then kind of keep it moving. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a shame how that actually, how that new cycle kind of works. Right. Where, yeah. Yeah. And- all right. Uh, let's not. Yeah, I think it's a good time to transition. Yeah, let's, let's transition to another event. So, uh, Ray, you just came back from Seagraph. If, oh, yeah. if you can, can, can you explain what Seagraph is and what, what things that you saw that was very uh, impactful for game developers out there? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, C-Graph is basically just a, it's a graphics conference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, C-Graphics, I get it. C-Graph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's not C, it's SIG. No, I, I, that was a terrible anyway, joke. Just... Anyway, 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 you guys are terrible. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a graphics conference where, like, you know, movie movie people, ac- academics, video game folks go in and see what's going on in the video game, like in, in graphics in general. Right. Um, and so in the past, it used to be mostly focused on, you know, uh, film and, and um, academic type stuff and like offline. And then slowly more real time things are starting to get discussed there. And now there's actually a course for one day where they talk about, you know, the advances in real time rendering. And uh, so so. So it's a great if you're a graphics engineer or into or in the film industry, you know, tech artist, programmer academic right like it's it's a it's a really good conference to, to go to um so yeah so I was, I was there this year and this year at least in, for the real-time folks there was only one thing worth talking about this year and it was it was real-time ray tracing right mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the, the golden era 
of of of, of uh, computer graphics is here. Yes. Real time rendering is here, and, and next uh, year it'll be done properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I would, I would put my brakes on the whole golden era just yet, but there's definitely a lot of lot of stuff yeah. that was that was shown to be excited about. Right, uh, you know the new the new NVIDIA cards have been announced that, that do real-time rate, that do real-time rate tracing, but nobody knows exactly how they do it. Yeah, um, it's all secret. And, and also be good to know, um, like, you know, how these new cards perform on mm-hmm. existing games and, and the new games coming out, how well does these ray tracing features work? At what resolution do they run, et cetera, right? And so be good to get the, there's been some, some information is kind of slowly leaked out, yeah. um, but it'd be it'd be good to get like actual firm benchmarks when the cards are actually released. I would like to jump in because I've seen so I've been following it as well. I, I'm a big fan of anything that looks prettier than last year. And <laughs> when I saw like the first kind of performance specs, and they were saying like, "Oh, it's not going to run Tomb Raider 60 frames with RTX on." Yeah, you know, like it's going to dip below and you're going to notice it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I get it. Right. But like the comment section under all these articles and videos was like, it can't do 60. It's going to cost this much more than the Latin. Like, and I was yeah. like, some of these people just don't understand. I was like, if you turn off RTX and just run it at 1080p, you're going to blow it out of the water. If you ran it at 4K, no RTX, you're going to blow your last year's card out of the water. It will handle that just fine. It's the <laughs> fact that you're trying to do real time ray tracing 60 frames 4k that is where you will see the struggle that specific uh scenario yeah yeah. and i yeah we should i should mention that Uh like every demo every demo yeah i would go i'll put on my technical graphics programmer hat um yeah every yeah every demo that was shown was running at 1080p yeah right which is a big red flag right like like no seriously that that should that should tell you that yeah it, like it does this it does it runs pretty well at 1080p um but then like we're in the age of 4k and right. even and you know even 1440 even 1440p right mm-hmm. um but that's kind of what if you have a pc you know and if you go out you buy the top end graphics card you want 4k not, not only do you want 4k but like maybe if you run it at 1440 right mm-hmm. you're buying the top end graphics card to run not even at 60 people are like i'm running 144 i'm running 120 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. people are running at insanely high frame rates right yeah. and so like if you're like hey i turned on some rtx on and this game here is running at 1080p and and dipping yeah. Right. That's cause for alarm. But people shouldn't be alarmed just yet because, of course, it's pre-release drivers. The game right. is not optimized. Like okay. there's a lot of things that can change between now and when the cards release and when and when that feature that game actually ships. Right. Um. So, so people shouldn't forget that. Right. But also nobody in their right mind should be also saying that 30 frames per second is OK on a PC when you drop twelve hundred dollars on a graphics card. Nobody should be saying that's fine, right? So these like, tests were, <laughs> were being run on the consumer cards and not the ten thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like what they version, did. Right? Well, they showed. Yeah, like at SeaGraph, they announced the 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 crazy Quadro cards, right? Mm-hmm. The Quadro six thousand, seven thousand. I think the other one's a five thousand. But anyway, that's but it was like by the way. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> it's almost the price. Like, like the the bottom the bottom end quadro is like twenty eight twenty eight hundred. The six thousand the six thousand is six thousand dollars, and then the seven thousand was ten thousand dollars. Just put a Honda Civic in my computer real quick. But, the, but these things also, yeah, these things also have like a crazy amount of yeah. memory. Like this is for high end, yeah. high end professional yeah. use, right? Yeah. Um, but like I saw numbers of some techniques running on those cards and the numbers are very impressive. And then I found out, oh, wait, those are the professional high-end cards that cost $6,000. So that number means nothing to me. Right, right, right. Um, and then, there, and then now they, they announced the consumer cards at, um, at, uh, Gamescon. The RTX. Right. Yeah. 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 The, the RTX, uh, 2080 and 2070 and 2080 TI. Right. right. Um, and those cards, there hasn't been really much information about the performance of these cards, right? And everybody was everybody was asking these questions, and these leaks came out, and people were like, "Oh, Tomb Raider running with thirty, and then Nvidia released a block saying, "Oh no, no, at four K, look at these games, and on this card, it runs two X, yeah. right?" But of course, the two X was a little bit of a little bit of a, a shell game because it was like. It runs 2x if you use this new feature that we have that that we're enabling with this card called a deep learning super sample thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it was kind of like, well, most games are not going to support that out the box. So what is the actual performance increase? And it's it's looking more closer to like 25 to 30 percent, mm-hmm. right? Like generally, right, without any ray tracing features, which is still a very good increase. That's great, right? Um, so so like. But everybody's kind of jumping to conclusions and, and making all sorts of judgments, right? Like, should we wait till the cards come out, they're reviewed, and the actual benchmarks are, are released, right? So where I stand on this is, and I already made the joke on Facebook a while back, but I said, after watching everything, I was like, boy, I can't wait to buy a 20, what is it, a 3080. <laughs> my, my RTX 3080. Yeah, yeah. Where I stand is, I appreciate that they took this leap to you know, bring us this graphical capability that we didn't think we would have anytime soon. Uh, I love that we're going to have real time rendering of, or excuse me, real time ray tracing be a thing on home computers soon. Right today had to happen. Am I putting my money in today? No, I'm on the sidelines waving my sign saying go go go. But I actually didn't buy the ticket. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm not I'm not ready to spend my money yet because. Even though I understand the difficulties on the technical end is is why I should appreciate it as a developer. Consumer who's holding the wallet, Larry, is still like, you know, yeah. I get it. I hear everything that you're saying. <laughs> but like I need that 60 frames 4K. Yeah. And I know that it's not there today. I know you'll mm-hmm. get it there. So I will wait for that day. Well, like like what's gonna happen, right? Because like some of the, you know, like basically what they're what they're hyping right now. Mm-hmm. And and really, like, I think NVIDIA is really hyping it kind of hard. And it's like, come on, you have to, like, calm down a little bit, right? Is there, they're really hyping it. Like, it's a golden era. It's a golden era. It's it's now real-time retracing is fast. And it's like, no, no, it's it's not there yet, but it's a huge step forward, yeah. right? And, uh, and like, some of the effects that they're doing, like, AO, you can actually do real, real, uh, real-time retrace reflections, and you can also do... Uh, they also has some demos for shadows and area light shadows and right. So they had a lot of good demos that these features look cool, right? But these features are also not uh I would say they're life changing, right? Like you notice the difference? 
but you, you know, like if they do side by side comparison, you're going to notice a difference, but like, it's very like the, 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 the quality gap is, is, is smaller than it was before. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing I was going to say that I completely just blanked on. Oh yeah. And then there's also, there's no, there's no idea. There's nobody really knows how this will perform mm-hmm. in the case of like a streaming game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Large environments, mm-hmm. dynamic world. Cause like now I'm going to get real technical. Like the whole, the whole way this works is right. You're building a data structure of the environment, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can traverse really fast, right? It's basically, it's called a, a BVH, right? Bounding volume hierarchy, right? And that's what is used to basically ray trace against it. That's what makes it fast because you're partitioning the world, right? Going through hallways, but, yeah. But yeah. But as you have dynamic objects moving in the world, their position in that graph changes, right? So you have to update, you have to update, right? And when you stream a new geometry, you have to update that. And nobody really knows how that performs mm-hmm. or how that even will work in the, in the large game. Nobody has really messed around with it yet. Right. right? Um, and so there's like large open questions. All the demos that you've seen of this stuff are all handmade, special case, small levels, demos, right? Um, so nobody's actually really made this into a game quite yet, right? right? And so that's when, you know, you need the driver work that NVIDIA is going to do, and you need the work from the developers, you need to work from Microsoft, right, to, to make it all come together, right? And and that's still a big, big, big question mark. Sure. So how far off do you feel that it's going to get to that level? Because even back at GDC, when we were looking at the ray tracing, like we didn't, we kind of had an idea that NVIDIA was going to come up with a car to tackle this problem, right? They didn't announce it. Mm-hmm. No. So it, I felt like it was a little earlier because everyone just looked at that $50,000 machine. And it's like, oh, we're about like three, four years away from that. But now, you know, like the card's out, it's inching us a little closer. So well, yeah. it's that time frame now. Well, like they showed, yeah, yeah, like at GDC, they showed the, the what is it, the Unreal demo with the, with the Stormtroopers, yeah. right? Running on some crazy, some crazy DXGI workstation with four Titan Titan Vs in it. So it was like yeah. some nonsense, right? Like that cost like $70,000 or whatever, whatever the price was, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all of that runs at the same frame rate on this one, you know, 2080 Ti. Right, wow. which is like, which is like, wow, that's great, guys. Yeah, like that's 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 great, right? And so that's a big that's a big leap, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you know, I think we're just we're on that slope now where we're where we're going to be, and, and the whole thing too, like when people say real time ray tracing, immediately you think the whole scene is real time ray traced, right? Which is still we're we're still way 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 far away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to mix certain real time ray trace effects with with the with the old techniques is 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 going to be here and i think it's gonna be here for a while right and it's just they keep getting better and better and better right because there's still a long way to go and there's also still a lot of research about bbh and and like how to do that fast and and how to fully exploit the dxr api like there's still a lot of work to do here in my opinion right yeah do you think this stuff will be in the next generation of consoles? And I mean, usually PC cards takes a while to get into the consoles. Yeah, people are saying this, and I don't see how. <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's, I see two things happening, right? Like, people don't want to pay more than five hundred bucks for a console, and even that is like a tipping point, right? We're talking about twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollar graphics cards for the shitty. One. You know yeah. what I mean? But no, the shitty, no, the shitty one, the shitty one in their defense is only like five hundred dollars, right? 
Right. <laughs> so okay, so this this is kind of leaning into our next topic. Gamescom has just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're listening to this, probably two weeks from now, uh, it just uh, Gamescom just happened. Again, what's resurfacing is the Netflix of gaming, right? Microsoft yeah. is at the forefront of this news. They're going to so win to offset these freaking fifty thousand dollar rigs. You know, a monthly subscription, a hardware mm-hmm. that has to offload some of the lag issues that mm-hmm. these uh. Uh, yeah these streaming consoles usually have right but a hardware that handles just enough at home and then connects you for multiplayer is that the solution that everyone's looking at right now i know sony's camp have gekai i think they're mm-hmm. still alive google is throwing their towel in uh yeah, to this this uh investment as well so what, what do you guys think about that I like to jump in. Uh, one of the things that I can say that is going to help this uh, directive for Microsoft, something for all the companies that are interested in doing game streaming, hybrid console, but you know, run the power from some sort of remote server, is the fact that multiplayer gaming, from where I see, is like skyrocketing popularity, mm-hmm. right? So I can see it very easy to say, like, cool, just store this little bit of local data, like the game world or whatever, in this small arena or this environment that you just keep replaying over and over and over. So all that we really need to send is just your input commands, right? Like, we're not, it's, when I play, let's say, Fortnite or Street Fighter or whatever these games, once the stage is loaded, there's not much left to it. All that needs to go back and forth is what button did I hit? Right. You know what I mean? And excuse my ignorance if I'm totally wrong about this, Ray. But I imagine oh. the more multiple... <laughs> Judging by Ray. Because isn't the number one argument, Ray, is the input commands and the lag between me well, fighting... Well you, have, well, you have that. You have that with online games right now, right? Yeah, so... And, like, but most of the, like, most of the good online games do, like, a ton of work to yeah. basically predict where you're going to go and minimize that, how it feels, how the lag, right, of the buttons going back. Because, like, most proper online games, all the work is done on the server, right? Yeah. Because they don't want you to cheat, spoof buttons, all you know, spoof your or whatever. So everything's done on, on the server. And the server tells you what the state of the world is, right? Mm-hmm. So there's been already a lot of work in this, right? But, like, with the streaming, with this, my whole main issue with streaming, right, is, like, you know, if they actually going to do all the processing on the server and just send you back an image, mm-hmm. right? The image quality is always like not great and mm-hmm. compressed to hell and, and like all these things. Right. Yeah. Um, so are these new generational consoles that are going to be doing streaming? Like what kind of, like, is it going to be just all the processing happens at cloud or is it like some processing going to happen on your local machine? And in that case, it's not really a streaming machine. So it's just like how your machine works now. Right, right. Uh, like it's your war, <laughs> war file, <laughs> real quick. Right, or maybe, or maybe there's been some um, leaps and bounds in like uh, image compression, and, and it looks amazing nowadays. Right, like yeah. Um, here, when they tap, here's the worm though. Highly skeptical. Though. Highly skeptical. <laughs> here's, the, here's the worm that gets thrown in the water on the fishing pole, though. Is you're getting the community and the market to think that they're buying into the console as a streaming device, so that Microsoft can confidently, Sony, everyone. Can can confidently lay in the ground layers and build up the rest of the infrastructure for how they're actually going to do it. If yeah. you bundle your new console as streaming console, you no longer have physical media. You have to do everything through streaming. Mm. Even if behind the scene it's replicating the console experience we have now, if the people believe, I think that that's the start that they need. Yeah. In my but, but yeah, you see you see how Microsoft is actually, I don't know if you guys saw the news this, this week, right? Microsoft is... 
they're starting that little yep. like, hey, pay us monthly. Pay us monthly. We'll give you the hardware. We'll give you Game Pass because Game Pass is strictly streaming, right? Yep. You pay us this monthly fee. Of course, it's like when you do the math, you're like, hold on here. This is kind of expensive, but it doesn't matter, right? It's like they're trying to um, they're trying to basically. It sounds like they're testing the waters, right? right. right. And, of, and of course, you no. Know, and of course, they have like they have also like. I'm going to just put on my Microsoft hate hat for a little bit. <laughs> they have to do something because nobody really is doing anything on these consoles, right? Like there's no yeah. games to play on this thing other than, other than uh, cross platform games. Right. Yeah. And like they're in a bad state and they know they're in a bad state. And so they're doing something and, it, and it's like, okay, I like, I like that move. It's, it seems interesting. Right. So here's, here's the beauty of it that I see. Last year at Christmas, moms everywhere and dads everywhere were buying $499 consoles, right? This year at Christmas, they're going to buy $40 consoles. You know what I mean? Like that, even though it's every month, mm-hmm. at the point of purchase, they're looking at a $40 contribution that to them is negligible money. And they're like, yeah, I can sign up for that. Cool. No problem. So you're telling me people are stupid? No. Uh, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying at the point of purchase, that forty dollars will feel way more negligible, even if in the long run, and you did all the numbers. Yeah, like, like in the long run, you're getting boned anyway, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But what so, I'm saying is, yeah. just think about that. In November, December, when it's time to buy those holiday gifts, what thirty bucks, and I can buy this person that coffee? I I agree. I agree that the psychology works. Yeah, the psychology it will. Hundred percent. I agree that the psychology works, but it's still it's still expensive, right? Yeah. Like, well, I'm not disagreeing that it's expensive. Yeah. I'm just saying, like introducing it this way, is I'm really impressed that they they you know they usually took a loss on consoles anyway. You may as well. Yeah. But well, they want to be they want to be Comcast. They basically want to be Comcast, right? They're renting they're renting yes. you a box, but then at the end of the at the end of the two years, you you end up owning it, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. Like it's it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, the, the only uh, like I'm just yeah I'm just concerned about the other thing we're about actually yeah is 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 everybody's talking streaming this and streaming that right mm-hmm. but but nobody's talking about you know undeveloped countries where where internet access is still horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of those underdeveloped countries that has really terrible internet is known as the United States of America. And and quite frankly, like um, Canada's worse. Mm. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, Canada's worse. If you want unlimited, like like the kind of the kind of limit cap that we have here in Canada, you're paying way, way, way more for it. Mm. Right. It's crazy. Right. So like so there's only really a, a, a certain few have the bandwidth to, to be able to do this stuff, like to really be able to download all their games and right and, and play them on this. And the games are not small these days, right? Games are huge, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so maybe, so maybe they they have some some sort of system to work around this where you only download portions of the data or something like that, right? But you know, it's it's still um, like there's a lot of open questions about this. Yeah. I look forward to buying my forty dollar next box, <laughs> and then buying it again next month, and then the month after that. It's definitely a big pill to swallow. I mean, if they price it right, it could work. I mean, if you can play unlimited games based it's, on your monthly subscription, well, it's going you, to work. you can play. You can play what's on what's on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Which which is usually not the games as right as they come out. Right. right. 
But if they use it as their main model, then of course, you know, yeah, the yeah. games are going to be. Put- it's going to work. I, I put my money down, even though right now they're second place to me. Um, brilliant move. Third, 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 third or fourth place, actually. No way. No way. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Switch is Xbox killing One. it right now. Switch is murdering them. Like, you think on, Switch you know? sold more than the Xbox One? Yes. One year compared to four years of sales? No, no, no. They're not total. Adoption but like rate, I would say. But, but right it, the, the, rate, yeah. the rate is ridiculous. Yeah, the rate, the also, okay, I agree. And, the switch the, trajectory is way the better. Quality, than... The quality and quantity of games is ridiculous. God damn, oh. really? <laughs> <laughs> they, they are the uh, place for indie titles now. Like, Microsoft a lot of indie developers are no, like, six, This is facts, man. This is facts. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft is... There's a reason why they're leading the charge on this. Like... Yeah. Uh, unconventional way of being mm-hmm. of consoles because they are desperate. So <laughs> they have to. They can't compete with Sony. Yeah. Sony has all that cash. And they might come up with a way so that, you know, if the subscription is at a certain level, it justifies them to invest more. So yeah. I, I do wonder I, what... I like it. I like that they're different. Right. Yeah. I, I don't want another Sony competitor really. I want something different as a third. Like Switch has found its niche. Mm-hmm. Either mm-hmm. by design or by accident, they are like the console that's totally, for, yeah, that's for totally by, third totally party. By design, bro. Totally you by think design. so, man? I think they're no. like, I'm going to throw a little online shop and see how it does. Oh, shit. All right. Dude, it's, not, it's not about the online shop, why that why that thing is is, is successful, right? It's it's because I'm on my plane. I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a bus. That, that is definitely I'm by design. On a train. Same game everywhere. I'm at home and same I play the same game. game. Yeah. yeah, that's that's why that is a good console. Yeah. Good console. Yeah. And hey, person I just met here, take the other half of my controller. Let's play together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If they continue doing that and evolve, it won't be another Switch Two or whatever for a while. But yeah, hopefully uh, they don't like go to turn one eighty every console and just do something stupid again. Like I was, where was I? I was in. I was coming back from Copenhagen on a plane with a bunch mm-hmm. of coworkers. And they busted out the switch at the airport, and we're playing Overcooked for people. Oh shit! Mm. So it is right. like those commercials. Like, 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 yeah, yeah. People like, showing up to these parties for their switch. No, but like <laughs> that is why that console's dope. Yeah, it's advertising itself. Yeah. In a sense, though, it's like gone back, like you said, because it reminds me of the N sixty four days where it was like all four of my friends or three yeah. of my friends playing Goldeneye <laughs> on one console. You know what I mean? Like no, the experience true. of local multiplayer is it's very true. Yeah. Yep. Outside of fighting games, people don't get together anymore to play. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take a break and hear from our sponsor. Brandon, I know normally when I come check on you before the podcast, you're working on art, but right now you're just reading the blog. What's going on, man? Oh my God. Quixel is doing it again. They just announced their Quixel indie program. It's insane, man. I'm kind of going over all the the stuff that is included with this. You get full access to all their entire suite of tools. We're talking about Mega Scans, Mixer, and Bridge for free. No upfront costs. (laughs) Okay. Uh, They are going to help find partners for your indie game to help you build, fund, and publish your project. Still, again, no upfront costs. Extended technical support if you want, like some customized 
uh, scans, like anything mm-hmm. that you don't, they don't have in their library, but you need for your, you know, your own project, mm-hmm. they're going to do that for you as well, or anything that you have problems with the, the programs that are already provided to you. Just for an exchange of future revenue uh, share, which is 2.5%. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me rewind a little bit. So you can use the tools for free, the whole mega scans, the suite, uh, anything that they make right now. They will help you find publishers. They will help you promote the product. And all they want is 2.5% of the revenue once you're making money. It's pretty insane. I don't know okay. what what they're doing what's the catch <laughs> i want to know like where where do i have to sell my soul that doesn't sound fair like what's what the hell's going on it's crazy man but that's the deal i mean they're okay. trying to really help the indie developer here which is one of the reasons why we love them as a sponsor and they really are proud of their tools and they have confidence in their tools to be able to make your game that much that much better right so they're playing the long tail game Okay. They want to spread the word. So this is a way for them to do it. So it's a big initiative. And on top of that, they have many partners themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? They have Houdini, where mm-hmm. side effects will provide indie licenses for the developers for free as well as part of the program. Right? Houdini is like the future. If you don't know about it, you should Google it. Speedtree, of course, is a program that makes trees for you. So it's going to tie into all the mega scans and make trees using those textures. That alone is juicy to me. They're providing (laughs) indie modeler license for that program as well. And then for funding, they are partnering up with Goodbye Kansas Game Invest, where they invest in indie developers. So they're doing the full thing and they're partnering up with Coffee Stain Publishing, which is a publishing uh, company that helps spread the word once your game is ready to go. And of course they tap into their own quick soul, uh, community. This is a crazy amount of love for virtually no costs until you make money. So I'm looking at the site now too on my own computer. Sorry. It looks like you do have to apply or opt in somehow and they will pick your game. So there is a vetting All right. So uh, obviously, if you have a good prototype, they want to fund you. If you have good relations and, uh, and, you know, as a company, you sound sound. Mm -hmm. They definitely want to put their full support because it's a lot from them to bet on you. So uh, obviously, you have to apply right now uh go to megascans.se it's their latest blog post if you're listening you'll find it just type in quicksalt indie program we'll provide it in the link uh to the page and you should go over there and apply right now yeah seriously this is great for game dev unchainers anybody who's working on indie projects and wants to you know have the whole red carpet for 2.5 percent because look at any other alternative or competitive option to publishing to licensing uh technology to help you use it i'm already seeing 20 percent, 30 percent, 15 percent. you know what i mean not 2.5 percent for everything yeah this is insane. insane Like, I don't know how they're going to make money, but I'm glad that they're going to try this. So this is awesome. Definitely go take advantage, guys. Seriously. This isn't even a commercial anymore. This is like just legit news, you know? As we're talking about this, I'm applying right now there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's get back to this week's episode. Um, Speaking of 
well, I guess not really getting together. Let's transition to Riot. Right, right? So we dedicated Glassdoor Confession to Riot, obviously. You know, so this is more like an aftermath. It's been a couple of weeks since, and a lot of uh, a lot of developments. All right, uh, one of it, one is that uh, a lot of former rioters have come out with their own story, confirming all the allegations. That's huge. Like one being like a guy named Barry Hawkins. He was like a like a super senior producer answering yeah. to the two co-founders and had his own personal incident. And then coincidentally today, if you're listening, you're probably two weeks past. Uh, Riot has finally answered. After three weeks of silence, they have answered by saying sorry. Hey, Brennan. Do you remember, what was it, like a couple weeks ago where we did this podcast yeah. and we we're like, yo, Riot, it's probably not a good look <laughs> to immediately say, we have no knowledge of this. this yeah, this not, is not true, completely. Not true. Yeah. And I was like, you're just going to leave yourself very vulnerable for very vulnerable. a very embarrassing situation. Yeah. No that's, disrespect. Exactly. <laughs> that's 25 current employees and who knows, yeah. 10,000 has gone through that studio. Yeah. You're willing to bet that one story won't come did out and say like... Did they actually say that the story wasn't true or something like that? I just thought it was just pure silence from them. No. No, it's I, the fact that... Oh, God, Brennan. Well, so the day after, they said that, you know, these are... What did they say exactly? They didn't say these are untrue. They're just saying that um, we, we we hold our rioters in high regards, you know, uh, oh, we're yeah. respectable. Yeah, that, that type of thing, right? Yeah. Indirect way of saying like these it's are not happening here. Then the well, day, a couple well, of days after they came back, they kind of did a back step. They're saying, "Oh, we're going to be silent because we're going to listen." Yeah, we're in the listening period. So yeah. that that was the phase, and then three weeks later, this this where I think like, we're silent. yeah, I think it was obvious that like like even from the Kotaku piece, right, that it was kind of like even when they then were interviewing people at Riot in the management positions, right? It was kind of obvious that they're like, yeah, we know we were kind of, we're kind of trying to change this now. It was kind of like they're kind of trying to change this now, right? So, like, I can see them saying that that's not how we are now. That's what we're we're trying to change and we care about this stuff now. I can can understand where they come from with that because they're actually, they seem to be trying to do this. They seem to be realizing that this is bad for business, right? Um, Being a big-ass frat house, Mm-hmm. And and when the even the owners, the co-founders of the company think they're in a frat house as well, yeah. uh, it's bad for business, right? And Ooh. so now they're starting to kind of correct, right? Uh, it, it's going to be like a you know, yeah, it's going to be hard. I don't know, I don't, I don't see how. And I saw their their blog post too, yeah. and, I, and one of their blog posts was like, anybody who's considering come to work for Riot, I don't see how anybody could be like, yeah, let me go work there. Like I, I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I, I just don't see how you could say that. Like, I can. Uh, League of Legends is a huge game with a very diehard following still. Sure, and yeah, a sure. Lot of those people uh, are probably, but, those, but the following, the following are not game developers, right? Right. But I'm saying, but no, 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 what I'm saying is, as as a game woman developer, for sure. and then also as a woman I'm game developer, aren't okay, going. So now that we're getting now. Specific, okay, there we go. Now, even, but even as a male game developer, as a male uh, that you right. care about women, it's very hard. No. Because trust me, like trust me, you know, trust well, me. The I'm percentage my, is lower. I would say. My I disagree, guys. No, no, you can disagree. One hundred percent applicants yeah. saw that and be like, no, no, you know, well, hold on. Yeah. Like at my yeah. age, yeah. walking up into an environment like that and hearing that kind of chatter around me, I, I don't want to hear none of that. 
You know what I mean? Right. That's not like I no. I'm done left to frat house. I'm, I'm, right? I agree. Because like that I have no time for that. Spreads no out way. beyond just yeah. treating women a different way. Like, and you can just we're talking about the other groups. Yeah, yeah. So, like, but as a if any male game developers out there today, right now, if you're like, hey, I think I could go. I, right? I, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, I, okay, just I agree. I think the three of us, I think the three of us here are all aligned. Yeah. The situation that I'm raising is one that actually I deal with very often, and I'll just say in a different category, but it, it shows me something about people and relation to problems that is like it's very frustrating. Is when someone is like, Man, this is jacked up what's happening to me. And then someone else who I'll just say is unrelated or doesn't experience that thing is like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what did you do to yeah. deserve that? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just I'm just throwing that out there as a sense those, of I see people those get told people, bad things that happen and still try to rationalize that it yeah. isn't true. Right. And those and those people should be ashamed of themselves, especially yeah. after especially after Ryan is like are bad. <laughs> right? Are bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and we're gonna we're gonna hire a diversity and inclusion person and I Party. pray I yeah. pray for that person. Like that's, Scott. that's gonna be that's gonna be one hard job. That's a hard that. job, yeah. Right, so that's yeah. like job security for sure. I don't know about no job security. That's gonna be a revolving door problem. Well, just said there's a you lot of work. Gonna be, they're gonna be so upset trying to change. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. probably gonna be a revolving door. It's probably gonna be like, oh man, this is on fire, and then like straight up walk back out. Like they are on a PR it, like one line, uh, yeah. one life saving. What, what do you call it? Um, what's that show that has like a life sentence, life sight, life? Uh, what's the word I'm trying to find? One, I want to be a millionaire. Oh, yeah. One life lifeline. Life. They have a very thin, small lifeline to be messing with that at all. If, like, a third party quits, dude, that's another Kotaku follow up, man. It's like, why did they quit? Like, because they fucking won't change. <laughs> dude, they have issues. They would try to avoid that, dude. I don't yeah, they have, they have issues at the CEO yeah. level, at the yeah. C executive oh, yeah. level. Things like that. Right. The, top the, last, right the last company. That issues at the C executive level like this was Uber, mm. and I don't know if you've been following that. It's still jacked up over there, right? They yeah, still yeah. have an issues over there, that's true, that's right? True, true. Um, so it's it's going to be a hard, hard road to to like turn around the company culture like that because it's ingrained in the culture, right? I think one of the one of the things that I'm going to see probably is, and no disrespect to any of my friends that work there, is you're probably going to see a lot of placating. You're probably going to see a lot of what we call boilerplate or like, oh yes, you know, here we pride ourselves on X, Y, and Z. And like, we're making these strides and coming from the person who, you know, full well, just yesterday, right. Was saying like the derogatory things or like you're, you're going to see this overwhelming overnight change because they're in the public eye. You know what I mean? When really like underneath it all, like there's still going to be a lot of these problems. And I say this in confidence because I just know people you know what I mean? Have you ever, how many times have you saw someone like, oh, I'm clean. I, I quit smoking today. Yeah. And like two days later, you see them in the corner like, oh shit, yeah, you know, this is just one more, just last one. Yeah. You know, like it takes, it takes time. It's going to take. You got to hit a bottom yeah. for you and, to change. And in this type of change is more like. This is pretty behave. much bottom though, right? <laughs> well, for the company, but the individual yeah. there, right? They're not really feeling the heat as much. Until they get pulled over and well, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure internally they're feeling some heat. Until there's, right some, there's some. I, I, I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I want to comment on this. Like, Riot overall this year has been having a tough year. So I want to say a couple of topics, and I want to know you guys' thought because it kind of ropes sure. into what's going on over there. So, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys follow, but League of Legends is a huge PC game. But in the last year, numbers have been dropping in terms mm-hmm. of people, players, right? Uh, there's a lot of reasoning behind that, but one being Arena Valier, which is a Tencent mobile game, a MOBA mm-hmm. version that looks like LOL. And uh, you know, if you're not if you don't know, you know League of Legends or uh, Riot Games is also owned by Tencent. There was discrepancy before because Tencent actually went to them first to League of Legends. You make a, a phone version of this, and they're like, "Fuck no, that's not our culture. That's not how we play." So they went over to their other Chinese company, did it, super successful, number one game over there, right? Of course, they changed a few things because you know Riot was all salty about it. But now, you know, since that game pretty much came out a lot of numbers have been dropping in addition right in addition to that uh recently all the esports initiative that right has been doing they have announced that they're taking a more conservative approach because they have been uh struggling to break even with those esports events those grandiose events mm-hmm. they go all out they make it amazing right they're trying to grow an industry at the same time of course they're going to lose money they're finally taking a step back. So I don't know if it's in correlation because they're not making as much money as before. Uh, of course, uh, you know, <laughs> the guys making misogynist commentary, you know, their their uh, image right now is not great either. Sure. Tencent is really looking at them as like the old age of gaming because Tencent themselves are very mobile focused, right? They love Epic, obviously, because Epic took the leap and did and are are doing a great job on mobile. So what do you guys think in their position right now? All these happening, it seems like mostly this year. Mm-hmm. What's going on over there? Like they must be worried, right? With all this stuff happening. I would say when you get a taste of the gravy train, you know, all you want to do is keep it going, right? right? And the unfortunate thing about gravy trains is there comes to a point where there's no more track. Um, the reason why I say this is what I can imagine is I see League of Legends as a game, and it's coming from my experience, where the barrier of entry now is a lot higher than it should be. So you don't see a lot of new players wanting to jump in and gravitate towards this game. No, right? not at all. And it's been out so long that I can see a lot of the old players are like, I've been playing this game for X many years. You know, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready to do other things with my life. I, I have kids now. You know, and so if you don't have the influx of players to replace the outflux or the, I guess, the exodus of players, you are going to just see like a steady decline. And I, without seeing their books, without seeing their player metrics, I would assume that it's a little bit of just age, but then also they're not, they're not getting a whole lot of new people in is what I would imagine is mostly responsible for like the drops. And it's just, you know, that's that's how it works in games. I've never seen one game other than like chess or checkers where it's like we just have like a consistent community for eons. Right, right. <laughs> nobody, nobody's monetizing chess or checkers. <laughs> well, you, know, you know what I'm saying, right? I know, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's the life cycle. You have a boom and then you have a drop. drop. Yeah. For yeah. every game project. Yeah. And, and, the, and the thing too is like when, when games that have been so successful drop, Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh my god! Like we're just talking about this with about Wow, right? Yeah. Wow's user base has dropped a lot, 
Yeah. But Wow's user base is still like a lot of people. So, like, <laughs> Three point one million copies in I think, yeah. one day or something like that. Yeah, it's, expansion. Yeah, it's still like Wow's user base is still huge, right? So like, and so we have to like you have to take that stuff into consideration as well. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing, like same thing we talked about Fortnite and PUBG, right? Like we're like, oh, poor PUBG, right? Like PUBG still has a lot of users. Man. Yeah. Right. Imagine you said to somebody. Hey, I just worked on this game. We sold it for $39.99 and we sold 8 million copies. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> that's that's what you're talking about when you talk about yeah. like a wild expansion right now. Exactly. And then everybody's like, oh, poor Blizzard. Wow, wow's not doing so good. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> doing something that most companies are trying to replicate, you know? Yeah. Right? 13 years, one game. They've mm-hmm. hired a lot of people, they've probably started and ended a lot of projects. Yeah, they just don't know how to make another game. I mean, it's at that point. It's like, all right, their big juggernaut is slowly dying. Mm. Do they have the incentive enough now to finally greenlight something else? Yeah, WoW is like this continuous beast, but they have since then Overwatch, (laughs) uh, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm. They have so much IP where. It's not even comparable. Blizzard by far is like you didn't even talk I mean, about Diablo. Damn. You didn't even talk Diablo, StarCraft. It's like, Diablo they have Switch. this, they have this cycle of games that they can just once in a while dig back and and update graphics and be fine. Diablo three is coming out on Switch, and you know the resurgence of those players are coming back too. So one thing I, they have a longer. I would like to say this is I think that and. Again, I, I, I'm coming in as an outsider who's a professional developer saying this. So take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. I believe that you have at Riot a team of people, for, for better or for worse, on average, who spend a shit ton of time making League of Legends. But how many of these people that are in senior or higher positions are actually like longtime traditional game developers? Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering. Because I can imagine maybe the issue with Riot not having follow-up games is they may be exploring doing traditional game development or like story-based games or, you know, like single player or, you know, like, I don't know what kind of stuff that they're working on uh, outside of law. My hope is they're trying to do something in the market of law, not necessarily like another MOBA, but some sort of like repeat the play experience multiplayer online game is what I'll say. Whether it's a MOBA, whether it's a shooter, whether it's some other type of game, I would hope that they would like stick to at least that bread and butter because that's where their talent pool has basically been developing for the last X many years. And I could see trying to offshoot from that and you have a bunch of people who are like, we're passionate about this story game we want to make. Not seeing that come to fruition very well. And I'm assuming without knowing for sure, but I'm, I'm just going to make an assumption that maybe some of that might be going on. Right. Totally no idea, right? Like, I have no idea. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Right. It's definitely a, a clusterfuck. <laughs> because creatively, they are struggling. Uh, public relations style, at the same time, they're going through this huge distraction. Yeah. Like that's well, I mean, distraction. I'm speaking from their perspective, right? To me, it's like it's a necessity. If they're they're looking at it, if they're looking at it as a distraction, even from their perspective, well, I mean, it's already as as a human nature of like terrible people. Yeah, they're seeing it mostly as a distraction. First, we got to take care of this on top of you know, talking to Papa Tencent about our future plans (laughs) because they showed us. Imagine being in that room 
that's why they're hiring somebody to do this job, right? Yeah, right. because they need well internally. Who, you know, what all the HR people failed them, or at least, well, yes. yeah, in the end they failed them, right? Because yeah. even if they tried to save their own butts, they couldn't. They didn't do anything. But like, uh, imagine being in that room when Tencent was like, "Hey, we really think the mobile business is going to be taken off. You should really do a conversion." That could have been a huge win for them, obviously. Mm-hmm. For them mm-hmm. to expand beyond the PC market, it's and- hard. Like if you, especially if you're on PC yeah. and you all your knowledge is on PC, yeah. Like to make a mobile game, yeah. it's like it's a man, man, that's a whole different ball game, man. That's a whole different story. But to have Tencent on your tag yeah. partner, though, that yeah. helps. If you're talking about people who've worked on LOL for let's say ten years or however long, yeah. they probably do. You feel like someone asking you to make a mobile game almost sounds like someone yeah. asking yeah. you to go from majors to minors. Yeah, and telling you that it's a good idea. You That's know exactly what happened, right? And then uh, a couple of years later, yeah. <laughs> it comes out and it kills all your numbers. It's like, oh fuck. Yeah, that's where all their new players are. I can say that for sure. Exactly. Um, all right, that's right. Games. We wish them the best. We hope the change changes. All our friends over there yeah. you know, are counting on it. Um, let's move on to the next topic. This is a, kind of like a, a listener suggested topic again. Uh, we're doing this new thing. Uh, it's suggested in Discord. This kind of ties into the right situation, right? So with all these behavioral problems, mm. all these recruiters and HR wanting your Facebook account to like suss you out uh, before hiring you full time, there are still questions out there about how you should behave outside the workplace yeah. and not have that reflect inside the workplace. You guys have any tips on this? Yeah, I do. <laughs> have more than one person gone to jail for doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I promise shouldn't do this. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> like, no, man. Like, like, I'm sorry, like, but if that even asks this question, you have to be, like, I just complete fool. Well, like, oh. right? Like, no, like, no. Like, seriously, like, like, the answer, like, it's just like, just be respectful, man. Right. Be respectful well, outside work and inside work. Just be a good person. Be a good human being. Be other right. people like how you would like to be treated, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, how, why is it so hard for people? It's, right? I don't a understand. lot of people don't have the same social cues, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, a lot of people come up, maybe let's just, I'm just going to paint a scenario for you. Maybe they're kind of socially awkward. Well, let me bring up a scenario, oh, okay, right? This okay, is an actual okay. scenario that happened that's related to this. Okay. And this wasn't completely uh, towards another person. So there was this intern, got a job at NASA. I don't know if you guys heard about this. And uh, she went on NASA. It's like, Irish, everybody shut the fuck up. I just got my job at uh, NASA. <laughs> and someone responded saying like, hey, you should really watch your language. And then she responded on Twitter like, hey, fuck you. I'm in NASA now. And he's like, well, I'm actually one of the supervisor on board of the directors at NASA. And you should really watch it. <laughs> she, after that, she didn't get the job, obviously. That so that's a behavioral using social media freely on her personal time. And that affected her career. I, I think I think that's, that's an example. I, I think that's an example of like somebody like like not being able to take a joke or take something. Right. Like, like I don't think that is is like the question coming being norm, asked. Though. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't think that that's the question being asked. Right. Because there's oh, there's thousands of extreme examples of this where the person is actually a terrible ass person. I see. Right. And we cannot take 
an example of what where somebody just doesn't have a sense of humor. Yeah. And say, oh yeah, I can't even have any sort of right, sense right, of humor right. at all. I gotta be completely buttoned up online, right? No, you just just don't be a complete fool, right? And yeah, and sometimes these one-off cases will happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you but we're not talking about one-off cases, right? We're talking about how do you generally behave. Right. And what will keep you out of trouble generally, right? Like being harassing people online, being an ass online, making a fool of yourself online, showing uh showing pictures of your blunt and your weed <laughs> and like and like you holding sacks of cash to your ear or showing your Hennessy bottle on like like all that stuff. Well, all that stuff will are all my profile pics. Probably <laughs> things you shouldn't be doing online if you wanna have a job, right? Yeah. It's as sad as it is to say, like we are at that age where companies will just look at that information because it's available. You put it out there publicly and they will make decisions based on what they see. They see right. this as another way that you are representing yourself, right? Even if it's a facade, even if you're like doing it as a joke or doing it to be funny, they don't know the context of the imagery. They just see the imagery and interpret. So yeah, if you're shooting for a NASA job, don't do money funnel, right? Like, <laughs> Don't just let it go. Yeah. I mean, if you like, you're holding the job down at like McDonald's or somewhere. Like, I'm sure McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're the, other, the other advice, the other advice is just make your accounts private. Right. Yeah. I saw a video of you say you see that video of that uh, a female worker beating another customer um, at a McDonald's like the big like, girl. Yeah, yeah. So she's not up for a job. No offense. Don't, don't give an F. <laughs> <laughs> so it, in her defense, it was defense. It was defense. She she, she got attacked. Oh, wait, which one are you no. talking about? Because there's been a bunch. Are you talking about the one? So I think it was the girl. Where... She threw her drink across the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Girl, and the girl ass. said, "Oh hell no!" Nah. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, that was a that was just a beating, man. That was an overbeating, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she was unscathed. No, 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 no. She was definitely scathed. She she got her head banged up on the table. Oh, no, she, oh, no, no, no. The, the girl who, worker. The girl was no like was fireball. Oh no, yeah, she she just totally whipped that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. McDonald's was like, nah, she's cool. Yeah, <laughs> she, they didn't fire her or anything. Yeah. This represents our McDonald's program. Let's get PR for them, actually. It's, ass. it's tough, man. It's tough because, like we were saying, it's 2018 now, right? So, like, there is macro level damage control for these incidents where a company will be like, oh, we as a company do not run ourselves this way. And so we are distancing ourselves from said employee. Said employee has been fired. You see this all the time in places like, you know, I don't I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I'll just say the stories of minority went shopping actually can afford the stuff, followed around the store, treated like shit. That person then goes to social media and is like, yo, I got treated like shit. They followed me around the store. I'm legit. Mm-hmm. I could have afforded it. I'll never go back. Mm-hmm. Me, oh, well, you know, we've looked into this and yada yada. The manager has been terminated. Right? Like but, mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what's funny about that? What's funny about that is though, is the manager gets terminated, but then the company doesn't do anything to change their policies or anything like that in order for it to happen again, or do they do any training uh to help their employees know when they should be doing these things and stuff like that? So like it's all just a big charade and yeah, just, yeah. just a way just a way it's to a to, to uh divert divert focus. People forget about it and they keep it moving. Right. Well, because you know how much it costs to implement a entire company wide training program versus just fire one person who got out of line. Yeah, 
over and over and over and over. This it's the thirty dollar Xbox, right? Yeah, we're not paying that five hundred. Yeah, dude, we don't learn our lessons. We don't learn our lessons. That's the problem. We don't learn our lessons. We'll pay the thirty. All right. Uh, All right. So we'll end it with this topic. It's a pretty big one. So uh, Fortnite just loves loves the green. Mm-hmm. Right, so they decided to bypass the Google Play Store, thirty percent cut, direct download from their site, and mm-hmm. uh, so a couple of drama. Obviously, Google doesn't like that. Um, there was like an exploit that was happening with their bug. There was a bug to the system. Instead of just informing Epic, I'm sure they did. They kind of broadcast it in detail of what the exploit was so that hackers or players are playing unfair actually was able to use that as a unfair advantage before Epic was able to patch it. And, you know, Tim Sweeney was pretty upset about it. We need a petty sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to be anti Epic for change. change Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Really? Yeah, yeah, for what's your stance for a change. <laughs> in quotes. I uh, know, like basically, okay, it's like this, right? Um, like, okay, first of all, Android is an open operating system, right? Yes. Which which gives it a lot of power, where you can basically control. You can basically install your own apps on there yep. if you want. Sideload, sideload your own apps, right? But also, Google has a store, right? Where they, where of course, they maintain the store, and so they want a fee off of everything right. off of this store, right? And also in exchange for this fee, you get server, you get you get um the server, you mm-hmm. get be able to reach people, get advertisement, all that kind of stuff. And then you also get like, you know, there's some layer of security, right? Because if a if an app is on the Google store, it's signed, it's encrypted, it's secure, right? Much like the Apple store and even Microsoft's Windows, Windows store, right? Mm-hmm. Um and people and people hate these things because yeah, they're walled they're walled gardens, right? But they but the one thing that all these walled gardens do right, and also on console they do this too, right? Is that it's encrypted, executable, it's secure, so that they know that you cannot sneak viruses and stuff in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so that's like a really important thing that protects the users, right? But of course, these big mega corporations. Uh, about that. Well, they do care about this. <laughs> However, they the also they, they also they also don't want to give up the thirty percent, right? Um, and so and so they're like, no, like we we have enough money where we can service our customers directly and have a direct relationship with our customers. I understand that point of view. Right? I think that's a noble view, right? Mm-hmm. But also at the end of the day, it's it's just these guys just don't want to pay. Yeah. That they just want to keep it to themselves, and they think they can they can do it for cheaper, right. so that it's more profit. Like at the end of the day, that's all that that's all that right. is, right? It's, it's a money motivator, right? So, is the customer safer, um, or, or and and, and, and and in the hands of a, of a competent company that does that, that takes security seriously, like you know, it could be secure, right? Mm-hmm. However. <laughs> on, on android android you know is open operating system and then there's like security holes and stuff right and so then the, the security hole was found in um in epic's installer right so they could basically install malware people could hijack it and install malware on your phone mm-hmm. right and, and android is rife with malware and stuff because android is such an open operating system and it's it's like and they keep plugging holes right mm-hmm. unlike ios where ios is like buttoned up so tight you can't run anything on that thing if okay. it doesn't come from apple store right 
So like, and so because of that, and because of Team Sweet and, and Epic, they want to they want to get all their dough, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the security flaw gets in, and then Google has the team that finds security holes in Android. They inform Epic. Mm-hmm. Um, it usually this team is supposed to give them ninety days to fix it before they release the information, right? And I think Tim Sweeney's a little bit pissed off that they kind of released it beforehand, before mm-hmm. the ninety days. I don't know exactly how how long before the ninety days they released this information, but before, right? But it's before it was before the ninety days. Is it is it because Google is pissed that they're not getting thirty percent off of the thirty percent off of all those microtransactions that are going down? Mm-hmm. I don't know, right? Could be, right? But at the end of the, at the end of the day, like you know, you have a security flaw in your software. Just just pull up, pull up, pull up your pants and, and just fix the security flaw and just keep it moving. Here, right? but here, I do want to say one thing though, right? Yeah. So Google's stance on like open source architecture, that's that's what that's one of their flags in the ground, right? For Android. Right. They're they're saying you have the right to do what Epic did. They're yes. encouraging it, right? Yes. yes. So Epic is like, sweet, cool, let's do it. <laughs> and they go, no, no, they're, no, no. <laughs> they're not doing it. No, they're not doing it for that reason. Right? Like Epic Epic's not doing it because no, no, what, I'm, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is Yeah. Epic wanting to host their own software on their own site and service their customers directly. It seems like it's well within the rights of putting things on an Android platform that you can do it's, that yourself. The only, yeah, the only reason why they're doing it is because Android allows you to do it, right? Exactly. But but also the other reason why they want to do it is because they don't want to pay the thirty percent. And the reason why, because like before Android, you just that's how you got everything on Android. Yeah. It was a sideload, right? And then yeah. the reason why the Google Play Store exists, right, is yeah, yeah, Google is going to take is, is going to take a piece, right? But also Google wants to also control the security on the device, yeah. right? Like that's also a way of of doing security. You put up a little wall garden, and there's people on Android that are pissed off about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to just do sideloading, right? But it's 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 a legitimate security thing right same thing with apple's thing it's a legitimate security thing of course they also will hey we can offer security and get paid off of this too right yeah but but like that's that's also the 30 percent is also like kind of like the standard that all these platform holders charge right even yeah. on console right yeah so like i can't you know i, I can't i can't I can't, but like the Android, the Android being an open source platform and you being able to sideload all the stuff you, that you, that you want on there. And, and I think that's great that Android does that. But even eventually Google realized like, oh, wait a second, yeah. this is actually very unsafe. And like, yeah. and, and, and it shows because that is also the most attacked platform with the most malware, yeah. the most fragmentation, all these different devices. Like it is crazy. Let me ask you this. Have they changed their stance on it right now? Like, have they gone out publicly and said, no, everything okay. Then, then I yeah. still side with Epic. It, it, yeah. Like I still side with Epic. Me personally, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's really I, flipped. I think it's Epic. money. Uh, yeah, I think it's Epic. money. It's money over. It's money. It's penny. It's, it's, no, it's, penny. It's, it's money over security. That's, that's yeah. basically what it is. Look, I'm just saying. I know that Epic is doing it for money, right? That that thirty percent is a lot. That's a huge chunk. I get it. I get it one hundred percent. Yeah. But they're on the platform that's like, yo, we're designed to like allow people to do this. And if yeah. they'll stand by that, then Epic deciding that they don't want to put it on the store and they just want to do it themselves, they incur the cost of yeah. making it secure and everything yeah. they're doing, they're paying, yes. right? Like, and so when you when you're so adamant about it and when yeah. you call out Steam, yeah, and when you call out Microsoft Store, 
Yep. And when you call out iOS yep. and you rail against them online and you tell them like closed gardens are terrible mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do it myself, then you have a moral obligation to do it yourself and do it right and protect your customers against security flaws. Fair. And then when people point out you have a security flaw, don't whine and moan about it. Okay, then here's the other thing, though. Didn't they say, like, hey, yeah. we will tell you and then give you 90 days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a little, that's a little shady. A little shady. I'll rest my case on that. Yeah. It's it is just two, two rich kids <laughs> yelling at each other. <laughs> so they're, they're both fine. Alphabet is making trillions. Or yes. like super billions. Uh, yeah. Google is billions. Nobody, they're fine. Yeah, yeah nobody's nobody's worried about it. Yeah. Well, uh, on an unrelated note, two non-rich kids plus one rich daddy. This is the end of the topics for this round. Why is, why, why is why is Larry your rich daddy? I, like, I need the backstory. I need right. backstory. Humble this. again. <laughs> humble, humble Ray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been another fun week, everybody. I'm uh, Ray from the heart, brother. Thanks for joining us as always. We couldn't do it without you. Yeah, Brandon as well. Definitely, man. Holding it down for three years strong. Uh, friend to friend. It's been an awesome ride, and I can't wait for the next episode because it's going to be a big one. I want some more dirt, game industry. So, <laughs> see you guys next time. Deuces. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.